The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you Cast of Strong Style with your hosts JPK Moto and Don DeLorente. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm joined, as always, by Moto. Hello, Moto. Hey, hey, hey. How are you, Don? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Glad you could join me. Of course. I'm always glad to be here and excited to go over all the events that have happened. We have a lot to go through. That's right. Of course, the WrestleCast presents Cast a Strong Style. We can be found on CSPN.us. You can also find us on WrestleCast.tumblr.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on any app that allows you to subscribe, download, and listen to podcasts. Tomato, we're going to get right into it as we had Wrestling Done Taco. Uh, at the top of the week, it was on Wednesday as it was the Independence Day, basically, for Japan. And they have their big day and week of celebration. And this is one of the biggest events that happens is the Wrestling Day. Yes. And it's a golden week. Very, very big thing. Everyone's off and it's busy in the streets. It's, it's really nice to see. Right. So we're going to start off with our dark match. We have Yoshitatsu and Kawato versus Oka and the KOB. King of beef. King of beef. I just like to hear you say it. You have so much passion and zest in your voice. I can never match your enthusiasm. Okay. Well, it is the king of beef. Never match That's right. Um, Yoshitatsu applies the Yoshitatsu lock and him and Kawato get the win. I don't. Yoshitatsu does nothing for me, even though he is with my life favorite young boy. Um, he's same. He's just lost. He's still with this Bullet Club Hunter gimmick, and it's just irrelevant. He's just irrelevant. I thought the excursion to CMLL would do something for him. It's done nothing. Um, he's looking better in the ring, but he still, as a whole, just does nothing for me. Um, in terms of the match, I like that um, Kawato likes to stare down Kitamura. Um, and there was a spot where um, the King of Beef like chopped Kawato so hard that he fell back and took a bump, and Kawato sold it well. Uh, that was basically the highlight for me. Um, other than that, you know, it's your standard dark match. And um, I don't know what they're going to do with Yoshitatsu. Just send him off somewhere. <laughs> yeah, throw him. Off the end, um, you know, excursion is never to be found again. Send them off when they send off the set of young boys. Send them off again, but just don't bring them back. I agree. I mean, um, you know what? Just send them where they sent Bone Soldier. <laughs> there you go. Off into the sunset. Right. Haven't thought about him in a long time, so that's a good call back. <laughs> Our next match, Chaos versus Bullet Club, as we had Yoshihashi and Will Osprey versus Yujiro and Chase Owens. Uh, Yoshi in his wig fights off the package power driver from Chase Owens. Then Yoshi Owens in the butterfly lock, and Owens steps out. Um, I'm glad you said Yoshihashi in his wig. I was waiting for the end his wig. I'm very glad you said that. Um, Yujiro came out with uh, the Moschino girls, I called them. They did nothing for me. He should just rely on Peter. 
because she's like hot. I mean, the point of Yujiro and you know being the Tokyo pimp, you have a hot girl, right? So they're not. They just did nothing for me. Anyway, um, I see that Chase Owens might have listened to uh, my advice because he changed his look. He doesn't look like a budget Sami Zayn anymore, um, which is good. Um, I like that um, Yoshihashi had a nice arm drag to Yujiro. There were active cheers for Osprey. He's like really, really over at this point. New Japan, I hope, you know, really does something with him this year. He's over. He's done so well in whatever match he's thrown into. They've, they've got to do something with him. Uh, Chase, I'm finding that he's inconsistent with his offense. There are times where he'll hit and it doesn't seem like it should hurt as much as it does. And then he, other times he comes with a strong style. So I think Chase needs to improve a bit there. Um, overall, good match. Uh, show, uh, show a good showing for Osprey. Uh, good match. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that they're really trying to build up Will Osprey going into the best of the Super Juniors, and uh, he's had a really good run, like I saw in the last episode. And I thought it would continue here, and it did. And uh, of course, he made a really good showing, even though he didn't get the ultimate pin. He did have, you know, his flurry of moves and his um, usual just wow type offense that just gets everybody on their feet. So, good opening match to start off the actual show. I agree. Next up, next up, come on, give me the uh, give me the introductions. Tiger Mask and Tiger Tiger the Sun Mask W and Makabe versus Nagata Nakanishi and Jushin Thunder Liger. Makabe hits Nakanishi with the Lariat, then follows that up with the King Kong knee drop on Naganishi, and they get the win. So Tiger, Tiger, and Makabe are your winners. Of course. I'm glad to see that. I'm glad Tiger Daddy did not eat the pin. Um it was a fun match overall. Um the both the tigers, um, I like the spot where they were going. They're gonna they're gonna act like they were going over the top rope and chose not to, and um, and then Liger, you know, goes from the backbreaker to the surfboard. Yes, not, not surfboard, but surfboard. Yes, for uh, Tiger Mask, the fourth. I like the match, of course, and I'm a big fan of both tigers. I hope that uh, whoever this mysterious wrestler that is Tiger Mask W, I know who he is. Um, really signs with New Japan so that we see more of him because he's over. Right. He's doing his freelance right now. He's exploring. Just sign with New Japan. Just sign with New Japan. You know you like it. Just come on down. Make it permanent. He's doing market research. That's smart of him. It is. It is. But, you know, I'm sure that New Japan would pay a good hefty sum to have him there full time. True. True. Very true. All right, so next up, we get Chaos versus Suzuki Gun in the form of Goto, Yano, Jado, and Rapungi Vice versus Panoro Suzuki, Takamitsunoku, Kanamaru, Taichi, and El Desperado. Rocky Romero breaks up Suzuki's attempt to hit the Gots Pile Driver on Goto. Goto hits the Ishigaroshi on Takamitsunoku, followed by the GTR, and Chaos gets the win. Goto and Suzuki then have a post match brawl. Suzuki, in his anger that Goto got the best of him in the brawl, knocked out the KOB as he was leaving the ring. Um, I'm, I'm going to address the match, and then I will address the demon's actions. Okay? In terms of the match, uh, I liked Rapongi Vice 
of course. Uh, there was uh, a moment where Beretta actually pushed Rocky out of the way to do a double clothesline. They fought for a bit. Please, guys, don't fight. I like you as a tag team. Don't break up for me. Um, what was interesting is that uh, El Desperado is now adopting Taichi's antics. He like pulled out what looked like to be a screwdriver and used a handle to mess with Jado's eyes. I don't know who told him to do that. He should not do that anymore. He doesn't need to do all that. Um, also with Yano, with his with comedic antics, it was hilarious as usual. He took the turnbuckle pad off. El Desperado runs to the corner. He throws the pad to Taichi, complains to the ref in, you know, that classic spot. And then he takes the other off as the ref is trying to settle everything. Um, the story of it really was the Goto Suzuki bit of it. It was really good stuff. I think they're aiming for a rematch. And, um, you know, Goto picked up the win. And Suzuki came back being mad with the brawl. And then um, he decided to drag the King of Beef and knock him out. I mean, he laid him out. Like, Friday, you got let the F out. Like, out. And I'm just like, why would you? Why would you do that? Why? You're lucky. I, you're lucky. I couldn't find that gift anywhere on the internet because I was looking for it. For you're like lucky too, because because I, I I'd, I'd have knocked you out if you posted that to me. So I just had to find the Friday. Damn! Because I wasn't expecting that. I was watching that early on Saturday morning, and it was just like, oh my! I feel like you take some joy in the King of Beef being knocked out, Don. I didn't take any joy in it. It shocked the hell out of me. And then when I realized it was the KOB, I was like, oh, let me check on Moto and make sure she's, she's okay. I know that was a very tra- traumatic experience for you. I am distraught. I am disturbed. And Suzuki, if I ever see you, I will run the other way because you're a demon from hell. That's right. But you, but you, but you got me mad, sir. Yeah, really that'll, mad. It would be wise for lots of people to, to go the other way. I don't play with demons. Small note, Paul Azenby, who uh, has been Stone Cold Steve Austin stuntman, who has been an MMA fighter, who has been a pro wrestler, um, basically said that, yes, as a young boy, that he was in the uh, unenviable position of being tortured by Minoru Suzuki in the dojos, and that, yes, he is no joke. I believe it. Look at his face. He's got a strong jaw, strong cheekbones. That man looks like he chews glass and loves it. You punch him in the face, he laughs. That's a demon. <laughs> That's a demon, sir. So we're going to go from a demon to the American Nightmare as Cody faces David Finley. David Finley tries to do the spinning uppercut off the ropes, but Cody catches him in the crossroads and gets the win. Cody then cuts a post-match promo asking for bigger and stronger opponents. This match, um, of course, it went the way it went, as we predicted. Um, I felt that Cody was more over during Wrestle Kingdom with the crowd. Other than that, he just seems sharper, more clever, more mind tricks. He really enjoys playing the heel, and you can see it. Definitely see it um, with everything that he did in this match. Um, just a lot of lot of antics. He really had Finley's number. I mean, Finley was there to make him look good in front of the crowd. Um, I did I did note that Finley actually got out of the crossroads once, but again, he. He went for a second one and fell victim to it. What I liked about the post-match promo is this is what Cody said. He said, your biggest nightmare happens when your eyes are open, and it's me. And I believe him. I like him as a heel. I like this run of his, and I'm glad he's with Ring of Honor. Seems like a good fit for him. 
Right. So more to come from Cody. Next, we get Juice Robinson and Kushida versus Aizo and Takahashi. The ticking time bomb. Correct. Takahashi gives Kushida the running Death Valley Drive into the corner. Takahashi then follows with the time bomb on Kushida and Eli. I think this is pretty much it for uh, Kushida and Takahashi because that was, you know, another destruction, basically. Yeah, this is this is definitely it. I mean, Takahashi won the feud hands down, and um, the match itself was. I liked it a lot. Um, there was a lot of things I noticed here. I don't. And the thing is, I don't think Juice will be going after Naito as well in the future. It seems like that's over too. Um, Naito made it look like he was going to hit Kushida, but ended up spitting in Juice's face. Like, of course, that's typical Naito, but it's still crazy to see. Um, I noticed that every time Takahashi was in trouble, Naito would come to help, like immediately. And I just found that very strange. There's just a lot of strange things going. And I do have a little mini theory, but I will let you come in with your thoughts and then I'll come in with my theory here. John. Well, I just thought that I thought it was a fun match. I, I enjoyed it. I think Juice Robinson and Kashida are pretty awesome together. <laughs> um, and of course, Naito and Takahashi. I mean, they're Lij's finest. So, I mean, a fun match. I, I pretty much um, I didn't think that Takahashi just dominate Kashida again like that. Kashida did have a little bit more offense match, but not much. So, good win for Lij. Keep them and, and headed where they're headed. I agree with those points. And it is time for a mini theory. Takahashi wants the Intercontinental title. He wants it. And I don't think he has a problem going up against Naito for it. I know you think, "Mm, why would he go against his stable leader? Because he's crazy. Now, why would I get this idea? During the entrance, Naito actually put up his belt and let Takahashi listen to it or talk to it. He talked to the belt and patted it lovingly. After the match as well, Naito let him talk to the belt again and let him hold it. And as and and they, he walked to the back with the, with the belt, by the way. So he had both belts walking to the back. And he is stroking the belt lovingly. And I'm telling you, he liked the look of that belt. He liked the feel of that belt. And Takahashi's a madman. I think he's going to go for that belt later. After the whole Tanahashi thing. But I think he wants that belt. Hmm. Be interesting to see uh, how they play that. If they're going to Jay for your theory. Or if there will be a title change. It would It would be something. I, 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 I think a, a match between them would be awesome. I've also noticed that Naito stopped and looked to see where Takahashi was. And normally... Naito wouldn't do that. He would just walk in the back, not caring. So I think he's noticed uh, Takahashi's affinity for that belt, too. Okay. Well, we will see. The Machine versus Tenko versus the Gorillas of Destiny for the IWGP Tag Team titles. War Machine hits the fallout on Tenzan and gets the pin to retain the IWGP Tag Team titles. After the match, the Gorillas of Destiny beat down War Machine and issue a challenge for the tag titles. So I want you to acknowledge my genius. As I said, that War Machine had done enough to, you know, be the champions for a little while longer. And they proved themselves. And then Gorillas of Destiny 
said, um, you know, those still are belts, punk. Um, I will acknowledge that you were correct in your assessment and that you were smart. And that's it. I'm not going to call you a genius because that's my title. <laughs> but you were right. I was wrong. That's all you're going to get from me, buddy. Okay. I mean, that's fair because I'm an OB. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fair with that. But uh, in terms of the match, um, it was very well paced. I really liked the pace. Um, War Machine was more over than I thought. You thought better of that. Um, uh, I noticed uh, there was a good spot where Ro actually picked up um, Tama and slammed him down. And then he picked up Hanson, who's like huge. A guy's like 350, 400 pounds. And he slams him on Tama as well. The crowd like went wild for that. Um, I, I like that Ro's punches were powerful. And I also noticed how uh, we talked about how Tama is would be good as a singles competitor. This reinforced that for me. I think that um, Tongaroa is kind of left behind and they really should break up at this point. I'm convinced now more than ever that they should break up and Thomas should go on his own. But a great match. Wow. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tama looks really good in the, in the ring by himself. Next up, we had Taguchi, Tanahashi, and Ricochet versus Sonata, Evil, and Bushi. But the never open weight six man titles. Taguchi gets Bushi to tap to the ankle lock, but there's no ref to see it. Bushi sprays the mist and ropes Taguchi up, but only gets a near fall. Bushi hits the code breaker off the ropes, but Tanahashi and Ricochet make the save. Bushi hits a second code breaker off the ropes to Taguchi and gets the pin, and LIJ are the new never open weight six man tag team champions. Woo, 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 as we predicted. Yes, 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 yes. See, my genius rubbed off on you on that one. What? <laughs> you are out of line and out of pocket, sir. That is incorrect. I am a genius, and I knew that LIJ would win this. I mean, what else are they going to do with them? I mean, I'm glad they won. Uh, great match. Uh, Ricochet, of course, outmaneuvered uh, Sonata and Evil with his kicks. Uh, Taguchi with his hip attacks. I loved it. Uh, Tana got some good offense on Evil. It was just a good back and forth match. Um, I, I, you know, we know what's next for Ricochet. We know what's next for Tanahashi. Again, I ask, what's next for Taguchi? I mean, what's next? Well, we'll get to that a little bit later. Foreshadowing, ma'am. Foreshadowing. Ooh. Now we roll into matches of the night. Kenny Omega versus Ishii. Kenny hits Ishii with the high knee. Omega follows the high knee with the brain buster for a near fall. Kenny then gives Ishii the one-winged angel to get the win. And, uh, yeah, this match is definitely in line with their G1 match from last year. Um, fantastic. Like I said, this was the match of the night. They went at it. Uh, we had Ishii trying to give Kenny the one-winged angel a couple of times. Once on the floor. And yeah, it was, pretty, it, it, was, it was pretty dope. I mean, it, you know... One, again, one of the match of the year contenders, in my opinion, I love their their bouts. I did not think that this would be one of my favorite feuds of the year. This this match really kind of started off, um, it went from like good like match of the night to match of the month to match of the year. It just kept escalating in quality. I mean, Kenny, this was basically Kenny and his running knees and a snap suplex versus Ishii's, you know, headbutts. 
it was just back and forth. And Kenny seemed uh, psychologically wanted Ishii's attention. He would spit in his face at times. He would slap him. He Again, he's healing it up with the antics. Um, there was a spot where um, Ishii hit Kenny with a T-Hawk air headbutt. And if you don't know who T-Hawk is, go play Street Fighter 2 on SNEX, SNES, okay? Please. It's a great headbutt. Um, Ishii won't be put down. It's just... It's just it was just a great match and Ishii's lariats I I can't even just watch it do yourself a favor and watch the match you will not be disappointed you won't be and kudos to Kenny Omega for winning yes but, Kenny Omega uh, is uh is starting to get over as a as a good guy yes he is though I think Ishii might be injured the way he was walking back was I didn't like it he didn't seem to know where he was he didn't even go through the curtain he like went around and he was stumbling. I, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He took a couple of bad falls on his neck there and his head a couple of times. And uh, the cross body that uh, Kenny gave to him where he almost, Kenny almost flew into the crowd. Yeah. That, that was bad. That was, that was bad. And you know, we love these matches, but we always hope that the wrestlers are okay, but still a great match to watch. Right. Now we get into our main event. Bad luck. Fale versus Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title. Okada counters the bad luck fall with the Hurricane Rana, then Okada hits the Rainmaker. Okada holds Fale's wrist and hits a second Rainmaker. Okada then hits Fale with the German suplex, hangs onto the wrist, and hits a Rainmaker to finish off Fale. The Bullet Club comes out to check on Fale. Okada calls out Kenny Omega and challenges him to the rematch at Dominion. Kenny Omega plays to the crowd, and then he accepts. Whew. Um, I have. To, I, I want to say something, and I'm going to say it. I was 100% wrong. Okay, there I said it. Hopefully, this will be the last time I will say this about Bad Luck Valet. The this match really finally earned my respect from for Bad Luck Valet because one, I like the opening package. Please watch it. Um, he wants to help troubled kids with wrestling. And I like that about him. Um, in terms of the match, Fale used his weight accordingly. And he was a bit technical at times. He would either stand on Okada's back, using the rope for leverage, or just sit on his back. He just used his strengths to really power power over Okada. And you could see that Okada was just being weakened and weakened and he would just work on his back, which which I liked a lot. Um, a lot of bear hugs from Fale as well. I like that his power was just on display. With Okada, he was in serious mode. 100% in serious mode and riled up. Uh, the crowd was firmly behind Okada. And the story here was that this is just another part of Okada being damaged and worn down. It was his back this time. And he just seems like a desperate man clinging on to this title. I'm going to say it right here. Him calling out Kenny like this is going to be his undoing. And I think that Kenny is going to take advantage of the now really weakened Okada after all these defenses. Very interesting look at things. I thought this match was great based on the way that they had all those near teases for the bad luck fall. And I thought that they actually worked better than having a bunch of near falls. 
because Okada was able to get away from it, like I think three times when it looked like it, he was going to, you know, definitely get it, especially that last time where he turned it into a Hurricane Rana. Um, again, I, I thought Bad Luck Fale rose to the occasion. It was a big match, and he showed up huge. Um, Okada's just a big money player. Um, you know, anytime he's in the main event, you know what you're going to get. And like you, um, I thought it was an awesome twist to see Okada call out Kenny Omega. I, I think it looks like you can see the people how much they've taken to Kenny since the match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom. And I think that's starting to eat at him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's liking the fanfare that Kenny Omega is getting because he's the champion. I I would agree with that, but I also feel like it wouldn't surprise me if Okada felt that he's been through all these people. I mean, look at all his defenses. Bad luck, valet. I mean, Shibata. Shibata. He overcame Shibata. It wouldn't surprise me if he thought, well, I can overcome these people. I can overcome Kenny again because right. I fought this hard. But, you know, this is a tale, two tales here. You have the champion who's been just defending, 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 and you have Kenny, who's at the peak at Wrestle Kingdom and has had to claw his way back up like Shibata. But the thing is, I think uh, Kenny would learn from his mistakes from Wrestle Kingdom. And I think that with Okada being weakened at this point, uh, it's, it's going to go to Kenny's way. Just my opinion. Okay. Well, it was a heck of a card. I really enjoyed it. Um, Thought that the matches were really good. The last three matches, especially, everything kind of builds to the crescendo in New Japan. So, um, highly enjoyable. And again, if you don't have the service, it's definitely worth the nine ninety nine to check out the service. Worth a lot more than nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine is a steal. So go to ngpwworld.com. Nine ninety nine a month. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. That's like what five cups of coffee. Do it for yourself. Do it. Right. Again, I'd like to remind everybody that you are listening to Cast a Strong Style, and we can be found on CSPN.us or WrestleCast.tumblr.com, also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. So now we're going to get into um, what they previewed inside of the Dantaku um, event was they had the list of the contestants in this year's Best of the Super Juniors. So we're going to start off with the A Block. In the A Block, we have Juice and Thunder Liger, Ricochet, Dragon Lee, Will Ospreay, the villain, Marty Skrull, Taichi, Takamikinochu, and Takahashi. The, the ticking time bomb. And block B, we have Kushida, Desperado, Tiger Mask, Taguchi, Bushi, Kanamaru, Volador Jr., and ACH. Um, the best of the Super Junior starts on May the 17th, and of course, we will be covering it here on Cast of Star Style. So, Moto. Yes. Thing get showcased in this month long tournament. Um, I think that this is gonna be the tale of Kushida's redemption, in my opinion. That's gonna be the whole tale of the best of super junior tournament. With the blocks, um, block A seems a lot more stacked than block B, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was like an underdog to do it. Um, I think Taichi will be eliminated early. Same for Mishinoku. Liger might go farther than what people think. Um, but there, there's there's a ton of talent, though. It's it's kind of crazy, too. Because the last uh, tournament really was a surprise. So I'm, I'm not sure. We have Will Ospreay, too. Ricochet. Takahashi. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And Block B, we have Kushida. El Despi. Um... 
you know, I I I definitely think it's Block B is going to be all about Kushida though, with everybody that we have in Block B. Right. It seems like it would be weird to tell that story about Kushida coming back, even though it seems like they would be trying to maybe move into maybe Ricochet again. So maybe that'll be the final Ricochet and Kushida for the like, you know, the new guards old guard. That would be a good match. Yeah, because the ultimate prize is that you get a shot at the champion. Mm, so then maybe, well, don't don't count out Will Osprey though. This is true. He is the defending champion. So I, you know, I, I think Will Osprey will will go far here, but uh, Ricochet, Will Osprey, and Kushida for sure. Um, everybody else, I, you know, it'll be a shock to see, and maybe Marty Scurll for the shock factor, but I don't see anybody else really going that far. Right. Um, just be sure that to watch the Dragon Lee versus Takahashi match whenever that comes up, because um, yeah, that's going to be a a bomb burner. Of course. I mean, they nearly killed each other last time. They they always seem to nearly kill each other every time they they meet. So of course that that's going to be great. The whole tournament's going to be great, though. I think. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. H in New Japan. And so we have uh, the card here. We're going to run that down and just kind of get some thoughts from Moto and myself. We have Kishida versus, versus Dawson Castle versus Silas Young versus Bobby Fish in a four-way. Interesting match. That's going to be a good, good match to see. I think a lot of surprises will be out. Of course, Takahashi's going to you know, bring his craziness. I'm, I'm looking forward to this match. Yes, Dawson Castle and the boys are fantastic. Um, Bobby Fish is one of his um, hopefully they can... Re- Reform Rage. I don't know what Kyler Riley's doing. He's been kind of below the radar here in the last few months. I know he's kind of like a free agent, but he hasn't made any news. And Silas Young, the last real man gimmick, is, is real strong. So, yeah, they, they should tear the house down. Good opening match. Next up, we got Hangman Page versus Frankie Kazarian. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Frankie Kazarian for this one. Um, I like Hangman Page, but I'm still going to go with Frankie Kazarian. It'll be a, a decent match. Right. We've got Will Ospreay versus Jay White. Uh, Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay. Yeah, the spring of Will Ospreay continues. But hey, it's good to see Jay White get like you know, good, good, good spot on the card and a good person to wrestle and, and he'll get a chance to showcase his skills. Mm-hmm. So next we have War Machine versus the Jonathan Gresham and Chris Saban. I am looking forward to this match a lot. Um, War Machine with their power, um, Chris Saban, Alex Shelley with their, you know, tactical high flying. It's going to be great. Yes. I still think Eva and Sonata might find a way to cheat and stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, they will. Uh, one of the highlights of the card, Tanahashi versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Ace versus Ace. Uh, hmm. I... I'm not sure as to who's going to win this one. I'm looking forward to it either way. I might go with Tana for this. But I do I do love me some Adam Cole. Yeah, I agree. I think Tanahashi might win this one as well. So for the ROH television title, we have the champion, Marty Skrull, versus the challenger, Matt Seidel. Um, I think that I'm going to go with Marty Skrull to retain because Matt Seidel, while high-flying, while great in the ring, Marty Skrull and his antics, he could just outthink his opponent. 
and I, I think he's he's going to retain here. Yep, I agree with you as well. I think Marty Scroll is going to retain his title. This match should be pretty fun. We've got Bully Ray and the Briscoe Brothers versus Goto and Rapungi Vice for the ROH six-man tag team titles. I want to say Rapungi Nice will win, but I think uh, Zapongi Dice will lose this, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I see the, the Briscoes uh, winning this. But it'll be yeah, a fun the Briscoes, Yeah, the Briscoes and Bully Ray, that should be uh, a lot of violence. So, yeah, that, that should be pretty fun. Another fun match, the Young Bucks versus Naito and Bushi for the ROH Tag Team titles. I am going to be so happy to see the Young Bucks again. Um, I'm going to go with Naito and Bushi. And I know that's crazy. I know that's crazy. But it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they did something shocking like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to uh, go against you, Genius, this time, though. And I'm going to stick with the Young Bucks. I mean, they are one of the greatest tag teams, so I won't fault you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And our main event will be Christopher Daniels versus the American Nightmare Cody versus Jay Lethal in a triple threat for the ROH heavyweight title. Um, Jay Lethal's going to lose. I think this is good. <laughs> what? I think he's going to lose. Okay. He's just let's let's face it. He's going to lose. Um, I want Cody to win. Want. So I'm going to go with him. Snap decision. Uh, I hate to hear you say that Jay Little is going to lose because they shot some really cool TV um, this past week. Uh, their closing angle was really good. Um, Jay Little was on commentary. There was a tag team match. It was Dalton Castle and Christopher Daniels versus Cody Rhodes. Or, excuse me, Cody and Adam Cole. Adam Cole takes a hike. Like halfway through the match, he comes back. It looks like Christopher Daniels is going to get the win on Cody. Gives him a super kick. Cody gives him the crossroads. They get the win. Then um, comes back down, talks some trash to Christopher Daniels. That makes Jay Lethal come out and run him away. Then Jay Lethal has some words for Christopher Daniels because he wants a one-on-one match. And then that means that Cody Rhodes can come down and sneak attack Jay Lethal. They kind of, you know, Cody Rhodes gets the better of both of them. But that leads to Jay Lethal giving Cody Rhodes and Christopher Daniels the lethal injection as it goes off the air. So build up for uh, – I, I, I just don't see it for Jay. I like Jay Lethal, but I don't see him winning this match. He's the greatest first-generation wrestler ever. What? Nah, dog. He's the, he's the greatest first-generation wrestler ever. I don't see it. Sorry. Ain't happening. Nah, dog. It's no for me, dog. It's no for me. Okay. Well, maybe in a, maybe in a few months and weeks and years of doing this program together, that'll rub off some Jay Lethal appreciation. I, I do appreciate him as a wrestler. I do like the lethal injection. But again, it's a no for me, dog. Okay. Well, at this point, what could be a yes for you is to support our sponsors. Go to CSPN.us, click on the tab that says support our sponsors, and do some Mother's Day shopping with Amazon.com. I know it's very hard to get the lady that birthed you and gave you life a gift to represent your love for her, but Amazon just may have something that you can express yourself with just a trinket or a token to say mom I know you put up with so much to get me where I am today so here's this little thank you and you can do that through cspn.us and amazon.com do your shopping through us and whatever you Amazon just a little bit with no extra charge helps us keep the podcast free to you every week all the great shows that we have in the network so I'm through cspn.us do it today 
Okay, Moto. So coming up in a couple months, July 1st, to be a matter of fact, we have the G1 popping off here in the United States this year for the first time ever. It's going to be in Los Angeles. It's set Friday and Saturday. They're both sold out. Um, like we haven't announced any television as of yet, but hopefully in the next month and a half, that will be coming down to Pike. And I know that you have some thoughts on what New Japan needs to do since they're really serious about trying to expand into the United States. Absolutely. And this is a move that I would really, really like. I think that a lot of people probably are curious about Japanese wrestling, but uh, don't want to, they're kind of afraid, they're kind of wary to make that step into it. And I think New Japan should strike while the iron is hot. I mean, with Wrestle Kingdom, with all these things, you can't just ignore New Japan anymore. They are a force to be reckoned with in the West. And for them to really uh, be a foothold here, they need a great television deal. I will say that Axis is probably not the network to do it unfortunately, because not a lot of people get access. A lot of people have to pay more for access. If they want they if they want to really get a television audience, they need a channel that most people can get easily. Um, obviously not USA for you know those reasons. Maybe TNT. I wouldn't say Fox, but I would say one of those channels that are kind of uh, obscure, but not that obscure, maybe like, you know, Spike, FX, something like that. Those type of channels will be great for them. Also, I'm going to beg and plead New Japan. Do not, no matter how big the pressure may seem, they cannot copy what the WWE is doing in terms of like ridiculous backstage segments, the authority figures. Like, Do what you do best. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just expand it. You know, if they go the route of trying to do what WWE is doing, they might as well just call it a day. They need to stick to what they know best, and that's them. Also, they need a brilliant commentary team if they go to TV. Um, I said Mara Ranallo. I stick by that. Also, um, watching the Revolution Pros event, co- uh, commentators like that would be awesome. People who can... Be excited, be thrilled about the product, and you know, tell the the stories of these wrestlers in a concise and great manner for the audiences. Merch has to be readily available, and they just have to be consistent. What about you, Don? What do you think New Japan should do? Yeah, I don't want them to try to like have an American version of their product versus like a um you know, Japanese version of their product. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like you just bring transport over what you do. Just put it on an American audience, in front of an American audience. As far as the television, I don't know where they could go, where you could get the ratings, um, you know, to kind of start off like that. I mean, they would probably have to start on access just because they have the deal and just kind of hope that they can get a day and a time that everybody can find it. And then maybe if somebody bigger offers them you know, when that deal is up, then I move from there. But I think it's going to be hard for them to shop it to a or somewhere like that just right off the gate. I think their their best bet is just since they already have the inroads with access, just kind of go with that and then see if they can grow it from there. Or maybe you know they can kind of make a deal like uh, um, uh, Lucha Underground has with um, El Rey, where they're kind of like the number one 
thing on the channel and they get all the promotion and all the commercials and everything kind of, you know, wants to get in on their program. Maybe they can work it out with access like that where, hey, New Japan is our number one show and everybody who else is on our station, all our other programming needs to be, you know, advertised during this two hours that this is on or whatever. So, but I hope it goes well. I think the New Japan first couple of days here is just going to blow everybody out of the water. It's going to be a lot of fun and hopefully they can broadcast it to the masses. And not just of us who have uh, paid for the service, but everybody who's got a television set and HDTV and all that stuff too can can get their feel for the first time. It'll kind of be like the first time they had that when Worlds Collide pay-per-view for uh, Lucha Libre 1995, where it's like the first time people really got to see Conan and Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero and Art Bar and all these guys. And it just like opened it up to where they could be a part of WCW. So maybe this will do the same thing and just open it up so New Japan can be a part of the American wrestling landscape because Lord knows TNA ain't cutting it. <laughs> well, we all, we all know, you know, TNA, of course, is not cutting it. And I think that New Japan is probably the best uh, chance for a really good competition in America against WWE. I'm not saying they're going to beat WWE. I know that they're like a juggernaut. But competition breeds creativity. We all know this. It's great for the fans. And I would love for New Japan to expand and grow. And this also gives opportunities for American wrestlers who probably might not make it in WWE, who were, you know, stiff due to backstage politics or whomever. And they can go to a company that will respect them. And it gives the wrestlers leverage, which we all know Vince McMahon does not want. So I think New Japan should do it. I hope they they get to do it. And they they really, I think they need to have this live broadcasted on a a regular channel. I think it would do wonders for them. And it would do wonders for uh, the fan base that they want to grow. Right, right. So the only hard thing that they would have to, is just how current could they keep it, just with the time difference. So that would probably be their only day. It would probably be best done on like a weekend. So they have so you would at best only be like three or four days behind because you know you can't that the, the only thing is you can't air a lot of stuff live as you know from Japan because it's in the middle of the night unless you're moto and you stay up religiously. <laughs> well, not everyone has my dedication, but that's that's fine, and not not a lot of people have the time. Um, well, I was hearing that they might have like a New Japan America branch type of deal which I think, you know, long-term would be great because then they can work it out for the time and then they can, you know, go back and forth and wrestlers can travel back and forth. And right. and let's say they do that, you have, let's say, Kenny Omega be the face of that brand. You know, to launch that would be huge and then you have that, but they, they have to start off small. They can't just go big and blow off the budget. Right, right. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, big things are happening in the wrestling world, especially with New Japan. Um, they've made a surge, especially if you follow the product in, like, the last four years or five years when they were kind of down, and everybody was like, oh, man, I don't know if New Japan is going to make it. And um, they've actually, ever since Okada came back from TNA, um, they've just been on fire. So, I mean, quality matches, quality wrestlers. I mean, their, their roster is so stacked. I mean, come on. It's... It's just great to see that a company be dedicated to great storylines, great matches, and 
you know, quality every time, no matter what it is, whether it be a minor tournament, whether it be a major tournament, whether it be a house show, you will get a quality product. You're not going to get someone phoning it in because these guys are trained to do their best every single time. And that's what I love about New Japan. Yep, and that's why we have this podcast. So, Mado, is there anything else that you'd like to rant or rave about? Rant or rave? I've already had my little mini theory. Um, I'm working on one, um, but I will not say what it is. It's going to be another controversial one, I'm sure. And that will be for next time. I'm sure you guys are going to be like, this woman is absolutely out of her mind if you haven't already. But that's fine because... I'm the genius. I thank our fans, our listeners. Any feedback you like, uh, you can, uh, you know, tweet me at JPKMoto and Don as well. And thanks, you guys, for all your support. As well, I echo my show sentiments. Thank you for listening to Cast of Strong Style. Thank you for using the hashtag. Shout out to our man, Don underscore Victor, as he was watching Don Taku and doing some live tweeting using the hashtag. I um, had some pretty funny tweets. Um, some very astute um, observations about what can Kenny Omega and Okada do to actually top their match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom, as this might be the first ever seven-star match in the history of wrestling, if these two can pull out something more epic than the first time. Um, again, uh, check us out um, every couple of weeks here as we are presented by the WrestleCast at WrestleCast.tumblr.com, also on www.cspn.us. And for my co-host, Moto, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been Episode 5 of Cast of Strong Stuff. Strong style. Strong style. Strong style.